General Evans and our new General, D.H. Hill, rode up this morning and requested me to accompany them on a tour of inspection. So off we went at that breakneck speed over hill and dale, gully and fence, ditch and bog which generals deem essential to their military dignity. We kept up the race without dinner and until late evening, parting with the understanding that I was to join General Hill tomorrow morning and take him up the river. During the day, my horse got deeply mired, and in an effort to relieve him, dropped in myself and was covered with mud from head to heels. I was much pleased with General D.H. Hill. He relieves General Evans at the command of the whole country around here, while General Griffith will take Evans' brigade. I do not know where Evans will go. I think the change is a good one, as Evans is too indiscreet for a separate command. The news from Centerville is that an advance by the enemy is anticipated. I think McClellan's true policy is to keep up a show on his line for the purpose of keeping our army in place and move the main body of his troops to attack elsewhere. He has too much to risk by a battle fought at Centerville. December 8th. I am now riding with my new coat on. It is very comfortable and fits admirably. It is much more agreeable than the short jacket, which allowed the wind too many liberties. The cap also fits well, and the visor is a great help, as it will protect my neck and ears from the biting blast, which so often seems so bitter. I must be frozen. I have gotten back my roan horse from Middleburg. He has recovered from his lameness and is very fat and well. I was out again with General Hill and like him better as I know him better. I find him a plain, unpretending Christian gentleman, a very different man in the matter of religion, from Evans, who was much of the reverse. December 9th General Hill took command today, General Evans parting from his command after quite a handsome display of the whole brigade, except the artillery and cavalry. The Confederate battle flags, which had been prepared for all the regiments, were presented to the four regiments up here today, and several speeches were made. After the ceremonies, I went home with Dr. Claggett to dinner and was most cordially entertained. I enjoyed a glimpse of civilized domestic life very much. The doctor's family were very kind and made me feel much at home. Leesburg has as much beauty in it as any place of its size I ever saw, and it affords me much amusement to get introduced occasionally to a girl without letting her know I am married, and then, after saying many gallant things, wind up by some allusion to my wife and children. I went with Colonel Munford a few days since to see some young ladies, and we heard them whisper to some other officers present to know whether we were married. December 10th. It is now about eleven o'clock at night, and I have just left my saddle, on which I took my seat at eight this morning. I have been on a scout with a detachment up river nearly as far as Harper's Ferry. I had the honor today of drawing the enemy's fire, but you see I am unhurt. I was making some observation of the enemy's works in the little town of Berlin, Maryland. I was on a hill on this side of the river. While I was surveying the rascals with my field glass, I saw one of them slip out and take deliberate aim at me, but the ball went over my head. A squad of them followed, but their balls also went over my head. 
On this hint, I got behind the wall, where I had an equally good view, and they ceased firing. If Colonel Radford is ordered up here with the other six companies of the regiment, I think it probable Munford and our battalion will be sent up into the beautiful country I was in today to guard it. I should like such a move very much. The country, however, has many disloyal people, and a small force among them would suppress that feeling. A short while ago, a Miss Porterfield up in that country showed great heroism in our behalf. She walked five miles at night to warn our pickets that the enemy had crossed and were about to come down and cut them off, which warning saved them. Miss Porterfield and her sister and father have a Confederate flag flying on their house. The Yankees have crossed.